What's up and welcome back to the Sinbin Podcast. I am your host, John Burnett, along with two of my closest friends, Ryan Cornelius and Andrew Henry. And we know we've been off for a bit, and the sports world decided to have a fucking aneurysm while we were gone. Uh, yeah. That wasn't great for anybody. The Blues won the Stanley Cup, and David Ortiz gets shot. Which is just a lovely, lovely time for me. Not a big deal. No, no, not a big deal. Also not a big deal that it happened when I was 10 minutes off the ground flying from Arizona to Maryland and had zero internet access. So I had no updates. So you're just like flying at 30,000 feet in the air and all you know is that he's been shot. And like, I wasn't even at thir- we weren't even at 30,000 feet yet. <laughs> weren't even there. Weren't even there. You should have asked the pilot to like radio down to get you an update. Well, no, I was just, I was, we would, we had just left. And game six of the finals had just started. And they didn't even make any mention of it. I mean, it's a Boston team in the finals. You would think they would have an update, but they didn't. And it's like, my roommate texts me. He's like, David Ortiz gets shot. I'm like, no, you're fucking with me. Stop it. Like, that's just, you don't play around with that shit. And then I had to I had to text him. I was like, send me the article. I was like, give me the headline. And then I had to text you guys. Or no, Andrew, you texted me. It was like, David Ortiz got shot. I'm like... Okay. I, t- I texted one more person. I was like, did he get shot? They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, this is real. Awesome. Um, the good news is he's going to be fine. And this was two weeks ago. So he's going to be fine. But the video came out of him getting shot. With, and people are trying to say, oh, he wasn't the intended target. Um, You two have seen the video, right? Yeah. 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 He, the shooter's a foot and a half from Ortiz, and Ortiz is not a small individual by any means. Uh, yeah, a foot and a half clearly shot him in the back like a fucking coward. And then promptly got beat up right outside the club. I, did, I saw that video, too. Oh, That's, God, I was just... I was just. I, I mean, I couldn't even like t- say that I was like particularly surprised that that would happen in the Dominican Republic, <laughs> that people I, are allowed to just beat, <laughs> beat up people I mean, in custody. I'm pretty sure since that happened, I think nine American tourists have died in the DR. I'm not even joking. <laughs> They're just dying all over the place. Ortiz gets shot. Dominican Republic, I'd advise against it. But ticket prices are real cheap to go if you really are inclined. Um, so, yeah. He Ryan, gets you shot. there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I miss you guys. I yeah. t- tell you the truth, I actually like forgot what you sounded like. To be honest, it's been so long since we did this. Well, we were trying to record while all of us were on vacation, and it just never happened because I think you two had your mics, and I was in Maryland with. I mean, the internet for my laptop just doesn't work because my laptop's so old. So, but we're back. Blues win a Stanley Cup. Baruby got a new contract. Um. Yeah, who'd have thought? Who'd have, like if you had told me in like 2015, hey, guess what, Andrew? In four years, Craig Berube and Braden Shen are going to be hoisting the Stanley Cup. Going to be like, fuck yeah, Flyers, let's do this. No, not no. quite. Andrew, you know our luck. We we're not winning a cup for at least the next ten years. Like, come on. You, but you know what? You know what we are going to get. We're going to get cock teased. Tell you that. The Flyers will cock tease us every fucking year. Yeah. Welcome to sports, gentlemen. Yeah, I know, I know. All it is, just one big cock tease. 
It really is. They make Even, it, give you give you all the hope in the world. You put all your hopes and dreams into into a run, and then comes crashing down. Snap of the fingers, devastation ensues. You know, unless you're a St. Louis guy. Yeah, which I mean, I was happy to see them win because, let's be honest, Boston doesn't need another championship. Although you two have had recent championships, so you don't know too much about what I'm talking about. Not recently, no. What? I said not recently. You haven't had a championship recently? No, no, no. I'm saying I don't know how you feel. Yeah. It's been a while for me. When was the last one? Oh, nine? Oh, nine. Oh, nine. The Ducks Ducks flirted with the Stanley Cup a few times there. Uh, Penn State kept flirting with the playoffs. Oh, Penn State football cock-teased all three of us. I mean, I want to talk about it. Yeah, let's. That's a whole. That's a whole nother. We could. We could have literally one show just on Penn State football. I, we're get. We're uh. We're less than sixty days until the very first college football game this year. <laughs> Bring it on! That, Bring it on, baby. What are we? Sixty days from week zero. Well, yeah, week zero. Yeah, uh, but like I, I think I said on the last episode, like week zero is legit now. We got Miami versus Florida. That's two months. Uh, two zero. months, boys. Angie, right Angie, you said sixty days till football. I, I may have gotten a little aroused. Okay, well, all right, well that's a, that's a little bit too much information. Yeah, it's fine. I could have done without that. Yeah, it's good. You're yeah. fine. You'll be fine. I mean, I what's better than college football Saturday? Not a whole lot. Getting absolutely hammered. Yeah, there's really there's nothing. <laughs> there's really nothing. It, it's Getting one, hammered and watching football. <laughs> it's one and the same. <laughs> Recovering from your hangover from college football Friday. Yeah. I mean, college or just Friday in general. Drinking all day Saturday, watching football, and you know, then hockey starts up in the heart of college football season. It's yeah. just it's it's a great time to be a sports fan. Got the October Classic you, going on, and then you get the Sunday scaries, hungover and watching the NFL. Well, I don't get too excited about NFL Sunday because, you know, it's the day before hell. Yeah. So, you you watch you watch the games. They're fun. It's great. But then, next thing you know, uh, that's what I said. Sunday scaries. Yeah, that's what I mean. Watch uh, f- what is it? Four football games, three football games, and uh, I guess it's four, three, three football games, and then oh, got to wake up for work in six hours. Which is why I love Saturday because games out here in Arizona. They start at 9 a.m. and go to midnight. It's just great. Because of the Pac-12, I can actually watch the Pac-12 without falling asleep. A lot of high-scoring teams out there in the Pac-12. They're not boring games. We don't play defense in this conference. No. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I mean, it's it's not on the Big 12's level, but we don't play defense in the Pac-12. Well, as the rest of the world would call it real football... We right. have yeah. the Women's World Cup and the Gold Cup happening right now. Yeah. Um, what do we got? All right, so we're down to the last eight, actually, in the Women's World Cup, and uh, our beloved uh, United States is still in it. Huge game coming up Friday uh, against uh, France. I think uh, most people had, like, USA and France as one and 1A in terms of 
uh, being the favorites for this, and it's just kind of like the, the shitty thing about the random drawing that it ended up being that they would have to face each other in the quarterfinal. Um, so yeah, this is this is going to be a huge game. I know ticket prices have like absolutely skyrocketed. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it's like ridiculous. And the interesting, uh, the interesting thing about this is Norway, England, France, United States, Italy, Netherlands, Germany, Sweden. Seven of those eight are European. So the the thing about the women's World Cup this year is it's actually doubling as women's qualification for the Olympics next summer. So there's only three spots available for Europe. Uh, for European women's teams for the Olympics next year. So Norway, England, France, Italy, Netherlands, Germany, Sweden, like they're all going to be duking it out. So like Norway and England play each other, Italy, Netherlands play each other, Germany, Sweden play each other. And then we'll see if France can get through or not. But like it's very possible that like the semifinal of the World Cup is also going to be like who you're seeing in the Olympics next year. Uh, which is interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen that happen before, that they like that this is what it is. Uh, by the way, the uh, the European Men's U21 Championship just wrapped up the other day. Or no, it's, it's I'm sorry, it's actually happening right now. But like the four semifinalists, um, uh, that's who goes to the Olympics next summer, the men's side. So we got uh, Romania, France, Germany, and Spain that, uh, that punched their ticket to uh, Tokyo next summer. So uh, that's my Olympic update for you. Um, Speaking of the France-USA game, uh, the cheapest ticket into the building is $213, listed on StubHub. Cheapest yeah, cheapest one in the building. Uh, that's I assume that game's going to be in Paris, right? It is in Paris, yeah. By far the cheapest, or uh, excuse me, the most expensive women's football ticket in the world, ever. It's absolutely shattered records. And, and this is just the quarters. Imagine if this was like the final. Yeah. I think be three grand. Yeah, that's not that's the thing. I think like this very well could be the final. I think these are probably the two best teams right now. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath. I mean like maybe you can put Germany into the mix. I, Germany actually has not surrendered a goal the whole tournament so far. And, but who have they played? That's always a I mean they played uh they played Nigeria in the quarterfinal. Uh, they beat China one nothing, and they beat they beat Spain one nothing, and they beat South Africa four nothing. We yeah, conceded we conceded a goal to Spain, which is, I mean that one you guys saw that right? Yeah. Uh, like uh, what? Yeah. I don't Absol- know what. Incredible goal. I don't know I what. Saw, I saw somebody t- t- tweet like that was the most FIFA goal that I've ever seen, like the video game. Like somebody oh, no. that like accidentally passed it the wrong direction. The U.S. keeper was in the first half. She was not great. Like it was not looking good. I said, if we're we're gonna lose this game, and the keeper is going to be the sole responsibility holder. Shout out Penn State women's soccer. Yeah. Yeah. She locked it down in the second half. She was fine, but the first half I was just I'm sitting there watching it with my mom and her boyfriend, and we're all looking at like, okay. I don't know what's going on with her, but she needs to lock it up. This is the, this is like the first game that like she's been tested because like up until that the USA hadn't given up a goal the whole tournament either, and that's mostly because she hadn't had to face like any shots basically. I was gonna say Alyssa like, Nair is her name, by the way. We should at least <laughs> say what yeah. her name is. I was hoping one of you two knew that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, she did not look. In the first half, it was she was just making like it. Was, it was just mental errors. It was like on the goal. It's like you probably shouldn't have passed that to her. You shouldn't have passed it there. What do you like? Why would you? Oh, it's a goal. It's like what are we? What are we doing? But this is the, the crazy thing about the way it's shaping up. If like if if it goes uh, quote unquote chalk, and like all of the favorites win out, the USA on their way to going back to back in this thing will have to face France, England, and Germany, who are ranked two, three, and four in the world. Jesus Christ! So like if that if like if that doesn't prove that you're the best in the world, then nothing will. But th- I mean, this is going to be really really difficult for them. Yeah, that's a gauntlet if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna Lord. be it's gonna be tough, but I'm I'm really looking forward to Friday. I'm probably gonna go to B Dubs after work to watch it, and uh, you know. What time is uh, that game on Friday? I th- uh, three, I believe. Three Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Can I can I like do this little rant here? All right. I'm very interested. All right. Here's the thing. This, I I hope that this doesn't come across as me bashing the women's team because it's not. Because I don't want to bash the women's team. They're they are outstanding. The thing I don't like is when people, in bringing up the women's team as they should, shit on the men's team. Now we haven't talked a whole lot of soccer on this podcast because like we're just now getting into the major international tournaments. Uh, we're all huge U.S. men's national team fans. So this 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 really rubs me the the wrong way, and so I'll, I'll get into this. So this guy, Adam. Uh, by the way, this is like a two week old Twitter thread, but like we haven't like we haven't been recording, so <laughs> you know uh, he's not getting away with this. Um, this was right after the the USA had beaten Thailand thirteen nothing. So yeah. this guy Adam Nathaniel Peck, who works for he used to work for. The New Republic, which is a magazine, I guess, and now he does. He works for Think Progress. I I, I, don't, I no idea what the hell I, that even I was is. Say, I have never heard of either of those. I don't. I don't know. He's a verified account, though. So you know, oh, he's, he's got the a, blue check. He's got the blue check mark. So he's he, got that blue check mark. So, so he's a, he, yeah, he knows what he's talking about for sure. Obviously, he can't say anything wrong because he's got a blue check mark. He's supposed to be credible. Okay, allegedly. And it's, it's here's the thing that bothers me, and just would bother any sports fan. Is when people are chiming in, they just like chime in when they really don't know what they're talking about. It's very obvious that this guy either doesn't watch soccer or only watches soccer at the World Cup. So he start. I'll, I'll, I'll read the thread, and then I'll like break it down one by one. Okay, so the women's national team has scored more World, World Cup goals in 55 minutes than the men's national team scored in the last approximately nine years. True. Up. Update. The women's national team has scored 12 World Cup goals in 87 minutes. Men's national team's 12 most recent World Cup goals stretch back to June 2002. That's 17 years. And that's and then the next one. And that's full time. Men's national team World Cup goals between June 18, 2002 and June 11, 2019. 12. World Cup goal, women's national team World Cup goals since June 11th at 3.01 and June 11th at 2009, uh, excuse me, June 11th at 4.49. 13 and this is supposed to be his pay equality or whatever which is a, a story for a different day again he he can't say that he's just building up the women's national team and and he's he's not he's not just like shitting on the men's team he's absolutely shitting on the men's team and i'm gonna prove it to you 
Uh, say, he's not he's not wrong when he says these things. Like, these okay. are these are all it facts. Is. These are all cold hard facts. Okay. Yes, they I'm going to break this I'm going to break this down for you. The women's national team has scored more World Cup goals in 55 minutes than the men's national team scored in the last approximately 9 years. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the World Cup is once every 4 years. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he broke it down in years that really made me angry. Because, like, by that logic, I could have just said, oh, before that Thailand game, the women's national team hadn't scored a World Cup goal in four years. Like, that's just stupid. Okay? Um, I remember I got into, when I was in college, I got into this Twitter argument with a guy that went to Maryland. And he was saying, wow, Penn State hasn't beaten Maryland since 1990. And I was like, that was, like, two games ago because we didn't play for 25 years. I was going to say, Maryland the fuck was do you want us to do? Maryland was in the ACC, I was you like, dipshit. There was this. I remember years ago when LeBron and Wade and Bosh were uh, the, they were the big three in Miami, and they were just running through everybody. There was a headline on the Onion, which, if you don't know, is a satirical website. It's supposed to be jokes. It was a headline that said uh, Heat fans are very uh, are very disappointed that their team has not won a championship with in the last year. <laughs> like you. So to say the last nine years is stupid. And I, I, I did some math on this, okay? Uh, the last nine years, he's referring to the 2014 and 2010 World Cups that the USA were in because obviously we, we missed in 2018. So that's, let's see, six, eight matches that they played, which combined is 13 hours. So he's he's trying to equate nine years to to actually thirteen hours of playing soccer, which that makes me that they scored twelve goals or whatever, and no, it would have been ten goals. They scored ten goals in in uh, ten and fourteen combined. So they scored ten goals in thirteen hours, and like he's trying to say, oh, but it's been nine years. The second thing he says is. The women's national team has scored 12 World Cup goals in 87 minutes. The men's national team's 12 most recent World Cup goals stretch back to June 2002. That's 17 years. Uh, first of all, he can't count. Because if you want to go back to the men's national team's 12 most recent goals, you only have to go back to 2006. Okay? Oh, fuck. <laughs> so if you go back to 2006... That's 17 and a half hours that they've scored 12 goals. Okay, that's still not a great look, but it's not 13 years. It's say, 17 it's, and a half hours. Like, we're shitting on this guy. It's still not a great look for the bench team. It's really no, not. it's not, but, but it's making me mad, and now he's not even getting his facts right. It's the principle. It's the principle, and then says, and that's full time. He does his whole his time thing between 301 and 449, women's team, 13 goals. Between June 18th, 2002... And June 11, 2019, 12 goals. Again, wrong, because it's 2006. Double wrong, because he's going back to that USA-Mexico quarterfinal game, which was not June 18th, it was June 17th. So this guy doesn't even do research correctly. So, like, uh, you know, this is making me mad. Um, Let's talk about this. USA scored 13 goals against Thailand. Okay, they... They're ranked, Thailand's ranked 34th in the world. And if you're keeping track at home, there's 24 teams that make the Women's World Cup. So you might say that they're like 10 spots lower than who should have been the last team in. But, you know, the way that, like, confederations work, you know, it just that happens sometimes. 
Um, so USA is ranked one. Thailand is worth 34. In men's terms, that'd be like Belgium playing Norway. I can't even tell you the last time Norway was in a fucking World Cup. I don't. Th- I don't think uh, you can really equate it based on world rankings. Based on the number of men's team and number of women's teams. Well, I took that into account, Ryan. Okay. So I, I did the math on it's like there's 155 women. So I'll, I'll tell you the numbers actually. So one playing 34 in women is the same as one playing 47 in men. Okay. So okay. I took that. Yeah, I took that into account. And by the way, by the way, when I was adding up the time, I also took into account the extra 30 minutes that they played against Ghana and the extra 30 minutes they had to play against Belgium. So Thailand was 34? Yes. And so it equates to 47 in the men's? Yes. But uh, the talent gap between 1 and 47 in the men's is way closer than 1 and 34 in the women's game. It absolutely is. By the way, also Norway in the last... uh, like World Cup cycle qualification lost on aggregate nine zero to Germany. Well, I mean, that's Germany. They murder everybody. Well, I'm just saying, and our women's team murders everybody. So to yeah. just by the way, they won thirteen to nothing. That means twelve of those goals were pretty much pointless. I mean, I, I mean, I know goal differential counts, but like it's not like they just kept adding and adding and adding. That 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 was that was my argument. It's just like okay, if we can beat Thailand. 13 nothing. Well, it's just like maybe somebody can beat him 14 nothing if we and if we get fucked out of missing the which I mean, it was doubtful that we were going to get knocked out at the group stage, but I mean, if in fact that happened and we got fucked on goal difference, uh you people wouldn't be bitching now about how many goals we scored. All right, I have uh a couple more points to make. Um Aside, okay, so yeah, the women, the men's national team doesn't didn't score a hell of a lot of goals in their time in the World Cup. In general, there's just more scoring in women's soccer than there is in men's soccer. That's not sexist. It's just the nature of the sport that there's higher scoring games. How do I know this? Well, how about this? Um, there have been eight women's World Cups. Three times a team has scored ten plus in in one game. Uh, including the USA that just did it to Thailand. There have been 21 men's World Cups, and that's only happened once. Hungary beat El Salvador 10-1 to in 1982. So that that's that. Let's, let's look at 2006. Italy won the World Cup. They scored one goal in 120 minutes in the final. Spain in 2010 in the final scored one goal in 120 minutes. Germany, you know where this is going. In 2014, in the final, one goal in 120 minutes. Mario Götze. Right, Super Mario. 2018, this was a little bit of an outlier. France scored four times. Whoa! They scored four times. Do you know how many they scored in the entire group stage in last world in last year's World Cup? Three. 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 Oh, hey. They scored three goals in the in the 2018 World Cup. USA, in each of their last two World Cup appearances, scored four goals in their two group stages, okay? So there's that. Okay, I. the point I'm trying to make is the amount of goals you score does, it just really doesn't matter in the grander scheme of things. You could lose 9-8, to eight, theoretically. I want to talk about results. Let's talk about results. 2000, 2002, they made a quarterfinal, the men's team. 
and then got knocked out by the eventual runner-up Germany. They lost 1-0. It was it was a close loss. 2006, they were they were bad. I, I know that. The one good thing they had was that they tied Italy in the group stage, and Italy ended up winning the whole thing. 2010, they go undefeated in the group stage. Five points. Okay, and then lose to Ghana in heartbreaking fashion again in extra time. And that's a Ghanaian team that was a Luis Suarez handball and Asamoah Gian crossbar away from becoming the first ever African nation to make a FIFA World Cup semifinal. 2014, now they have the group of death. And they make it out of the group of death. Again, this Ghanaian team has been the thorn in your side in 2006-2010. Beat them. They lose one nothing to Germany, who ended up winning the whole thing. And then Portugal, who has this guy... I, I can't pronounce his name. It's like Cristiano Ronaldo or something like that. Apparently, he's like the best soccer player in the history of existence, if titles are important to you. Uh, had him on the ropes. They really should have won that game, too. Uh, yeah, we should have. Portugal pulled one out of their ass for that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. So they make it out of the group of death in 2014, and then again lose a heartbreaker in extra time to Belgium 2-1. to one. A Chris a Wondola- That's now a, ranked number one. A Chris Wondolowski... Tapping away from going right. to the quarterfinal of the World Cup. Right. So, uh, I mean, that that just, it bugs me that he's just going to, all he's doing is like equating goals for compared to goals for when USA women just like got to beat a shitty team. And then the last, last thing he put says him, in put, this thread. Put him. Put him in the grave, Andrew. Shout out to all the insecure men in my mentions. So that's that. I can't tell you how spineless a thing that is to say. You can't see my face right now, but Andrew, how, I just did the biggest eye roll on the planet. What kind of numbers were these tweets getting, uh, retweet wise, likewise? This thread. Um. Well, his best one. I was about to say, give me just got like twenty one hundred retweets and forty eight hundred likes. How many replies? Um, I don't know. Should be right there. Uh, hang on a second. Oh, 74. Okay. I mean, uh, it was it was a common thing on Twitter after that 13 nothing game for people just field day at shitting on the men's team for no reason. Oh, yeah, oh yeah J- Jamel Hill. Dear God, she just had to get involved for no fucking reason at all. It's, it's, but it's like it's such a spineless thing to say. Shout out to all the insecure men in my mentions. So like basically, he's saying, "Don't disagree with me, or else you're just insecure." Like I just poked these gigantic sized holes in your theory, and you don't want to like deal with it. So you're like, so you're insecure. So like, but he's never gonna listen to this. I know that. But if he does or whatever, he's gonna be sitting on his couch listening to my rant, <laughs> listening to my rant, and here's what he's gonna be singing. He's going to. He's going to. He's going. You're insecure. Don't know what for. <laughs> I've been planning that for like a week. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get to that. Point. You, you insecure pig of a man. Yeah, because Andrew, I'm just I'm I'm not insecure. I'm just I don't know reasonable. Andrew, logical. He's dead. I'm using he's math. Dead. He's dead. <laughs> so so Johnny, you mentioned you mentioned Jamel Hill. I did. You mentioned Jamel Hill, so she was 
slander all over the U.S. men's national team. Of course, because um, she's just. I, I, oh, by the way, another one of those blue check marks that just can never do, can never say anything. A, a person like her, anything she says, there's hundreds of thousands that you know praise what she's saying and agree with her and whatever. And she, one thing really jumped out at me is she said that there's not one men's player that's even close to as popular as Alex Morgan. Bullshit. Oh, by the way, hey, Christian Pulisic's a thing who just got transferred for $73 million. To Chelsea, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and you're going to sit there and and tell me that Alex Morgan is more popular than Christian Pulisic? That's what I'm saying. These people don't watch soccer. That shows me ignorance, and it really what it shows me is just someone wanting to push a narrative. Because, quite frankly, you're not educated on the subject, and you're just going to blurt out whatever comes to mind. Was it was it bad that we missed the World Cup? Did it Was it a terrible thing? Yes. But is it as bad as these people who don't watch soccer made it out to be? I don't really think so. Uh, how about this little sweetheart, Ryan? Courtesy of Jamel Hill. Landon Donovan will... Nor has ever been as popular in the states as Mia Hamm, and that is a fact. Well, that's just blatantly wrong. That's not a fact. Well, that's a gigantic opinion. If I've ever heard one, I was gonna say that. Like, I was gonna say it's not a fact. What, it's your opinion. What on God's green earth is she basing that off of? Her own opinion. Narrative. <laughs> a narrative pushing. Narrative. <laughs> I what mean, narrative? Landon Donovan. Who scored the like one of the most memorable USA World Cup goals in recent memory against Algeria? But no, no. Who's he's... all over television right now, by the way, because he's an analyst on FS1. Yeah. By the way, can I just make a quick comment on that? He, I think it's time for him to shave his head because that hairline is just receding faster than mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mia Hamm may have him in the hair. Department. You're one to talk, Johnny. I just said. I said his hairline is receding faster than mine. Okay. I wasn't listening to that part. <laughs> but that kind of thing makes me mad. If you want to build up the women's team, build up the women's team. Again, they deserve it. Okay, but they don't do. don't do it at the ex- don't do it at the expense of the men's team and just shit all over them when they don't deserve it. By the way, because they're they're there's 211 um, men's national teams right now, and they're currently ranked 30th. And that's by the way way too low for them. They're gonna get so much better once they get their feet under them because they got a bunch of like 19 through 22 year olds playing right now. So, what happened to the whole one nation, Oof. one team saying? Because it mm. it it sure sure feels like the, these teams are divided. Yeah. Um, and I I it really bothers me how you know honestly it's probably bandwagon culture in the United States is what I would consider it because the women win World Cup so people are like oh the women are so great the men suck. The men right. miss the 2018 World Cup. They suck. They're terrible. They're awful, and they just want to. That's sh- all they have to go on. That's all. That they just want to shit on them for that. They forget that they had one of the longest active streaks of going to consecutive World Cups before the uh, unexpected happened, uh, devastating loss to Trinidad and Tobago. No doubt, they should have. Yeah. They should have qualified. But isn't that the kind of thing that happens in sports? 
you know who else missed the World Cup? Italy. Italy. The the Netherlands. Netherlands. You know who else missed the World Cup? Chile. Chile, who who won Copa America in 2016, and we were a semifinalist in that tournament. And won, they, they and won the never know that. and won the 2017 Gold Cup. The Gold Cup, right? So, so we were semifinalists in North and South America, and we were champions of Concacaf. But yet, when it came to qualifying, somewhere along the line, it went wrong. Right. We shit at the group stage of that Copa America. We shit all over Costa Rica, who was coming off of a World Cup quarterfinal and then made it back to the World Cup in 2018. Um. And beat Ecuador, who had also just made the World Cup in 2014. But you know, who cares? I just because they, they didn't make the World Cup this year. I, unfortunate that we missed the World Cup. It's now it's years in the past, and uh, I think it's time we reevaluate it and move on and look at where U.S. soccer is now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's really a whole lot of reason to panic about this team. I think they've looked great. There's a lot of promising years coming ahead. Like you referenced their youth teams earlier, or youth players. A um, lot of lot of great players playing. Just com- came off a uh, a quarterfinal appearance in the U20 World Cup. Young young guys. What's well, it's coming in Europe? Lots of young young U.S. internationals playing abroad, and also uh, yeah. a new movement in MLS where they're they're playing their their homegrowns. They're playing their academy players. Um, like looking at Chris Durkin and Griffin Yao with DC United, U.S. youth products that are Griffin Yao's 16, 15 years old, whatever it is now. Uh, Durkin's been with DC United since he was 16. I, they're playing the youth in MLS, so keep an eye out for this men's national team. Can I just can I just add a quick a quick end note on the the women's team? Yes. Did did I tell me if I'm wrong cuz I could be. Did they did somebody say like they could beat the men's team or whatever or something like that? Did somebody say that? Like several people have said. That, that. was like, I, like, that was a popular opinion on the interwebs. I saw I saw a, I saw a stat. I think I can't confirm it, but somebody said that FC Dallas is in the MLS, which is which is I think we all can admit it's not the greatest league in the world. It's not, but it's coming. Anyway, FC Dallas is like U15s shit pumped them. That's correct. Yes, correct. 5-2 in 2017. Yeah. So, FC Dallas's U15s shit pumped the US women's national team. So, 14 and 15-year-olds. Yes. But 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 yes, just continue to shit on the men's team for no fucking reason at all. So, how do you, how do you think a women's national team versus men's national team game would shake out? I think if they wanted it enough, they could probably score twenty. There's a there's an F sixteen going over my house right now. So, you feeling that American pride, baby? <laughs> Did you, did, you, hear did you call that flyover, Johnny? That's very nice of you. I, I did. This is America, damn it. Um, Andrew's got to go 20 yeah. nothing. Uh, I don't know. It'd be worse than the Thailand game. 
I don't I don't know. I we wouldn't know anybody on the men's team because nobody's as popular as the women's team. <laughs> and it's like it's just like compare like size. Like they how would they even win any headers? You're comparing apples to oranges. That is what you're doing when you're comparing women's soccer and men's soccer. Well, we uh we saw that picture, I don't remember the young lad's name, but the FC Dallas uh, uh Tanner Testman. Yeah. FC FC Dallas Academy Strong product, name. I think fifteen years old at the time, and he's just yeah. Way bigger, way stronger than uh, these U.S. women's national team stars. He, he I'm, was I'm like talking. Towering over Carly Lloyd. Carly Lloyd, yeah. Megan Rapino, and Alex Krieger were in the pictures. And we're not knocking the women's team at all. We're, like we're not. No, they're they're good. They're they're so the good. best team. They're the best team in the world, quite literally. Yeah. But uh, no, people are gonna take their shots because they want to get clicks. I mean, I, just... I don't know why people have to. They have to. I, I guess the reason is because of this whole the, the wage gap thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Is why is why they have to bring the men into it. But really, it it you said it best, Johnny. It's apples and oranges. It's just it's not. It's the nature of the the sport. It's this. The, you, it's not comparable. It's the same. It's the it. same game, but it's a different game. So, what happens if this U.S. youth movement turns turns into a great thing at the senior national level? And you know the U.S. is a top team for the next, next, whatever two three cycles, and we're mm-hmm. we're contenders for the World Cup. Like, I guarantee you, all these all these people, and most of the time they're not they're not real soccer fans. They just no, of course not. They just like to shit on the men's national team and say they're a joke and all this. But I guarantee you, come when the U.S. is playing in a big World Cup semifinal, they're going to be. The first ones chanting USA, USA, having their World they're Cup jersey be, on and acting like the biggest fan in the world. Yeah, they're going to be glued to their television just like everybody else. Book it. Like my dad, not not the biggest soccer fan in the world. Jimmy, Ryan, you, you know, not the biggest soccer guy in the world. Uh, even he watches the Men's World Cup. And so... Uh, if, the, if the U.S. is in it. He's glued to his television. And what what happens if that's the case, and then the women have a downfall? Like, what happens to this whole narrative? Does it go away, or do, do they say, "Well, the women are three-time World Cup champions, maybe four after a couple weeks." Hopefully but, four. Hopefully four. So, but it, it's pretty evident to me that women's soccer is catching up in the world right now. When you look at yeah. all the quality teams in Europe. Like it's 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 getting better every single day. It is. But we talked we talked a little bit about the youth of the men's national team. How about we talk about the present? The Conca, the CONCACAF Gold Cup. The United States men's national team are in group D. They took down Guyana and Trinidad and Tobago in their first two games. Uh, I just want to revenge game. I want to talk about the the first game a little bit because they won four nothing. Uh, Guyana. That's a team you should easily beat, and the U.S. could 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 have easily had eight nine goals. They yep. they weren't sharp in the final third, but it was a good good step forward post uh, friendly disaster leading up to the Gold Cup. Because you remember it was two friendly losses leading up to the Gold Cup which had right, yeah. all the trolls out, 
everyone was shitting on him. So a good step in the right direction for the men's national team. So then they move on to their next opponent, Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, that night. That night down in Trinidad. I wanted, I wanted to shit pump them like USA did to Thailand. It it only got mentioned every five seconds on the broadcast. Oh, I'm sh- I am sure. Pre-game. If you, probably, if, you, if you were playing a drinking game with that, about how many times I got, you'd be dead by the 20th minute. So the U.S. started out, they started out slow in the first half, only had one first half goal. Uh, but right, they, yeah. they played well. They they carried the play. Um, and then the second half came along. Still not much doing, not much going on. Jossie's artist uh, after game after the first game against Guyana, he was probably the most criticized player on the pitch. Everyone talking about the starting eleven was shitting on Jossie's artist. So what does this guy do? He scores a brace, two goals. Paul Ariola with one, Aaron Long with a couple, double brace for Long and uh, Jossie's art is. And, oh, uh, Pulisic. And Pulisic, so that's six. But anyway, uh, the U.S. looked absolutely dominant in the second half against Trinidad and Tobago. That was a team out on the mission. That game definitely could have been eight or nine as well. Uh, Jossie missed what three chances for a hat trick? <laughs> right, yeah, it was all like the same flurry of play. Ariola took a turn and smashed one off the crossbar, which leads me to my two bright stars of the tournament so far. Paul Ariola, he's been absolutely great so far. He's potted home a goal in each game. He could have had more, quite frankly, in both games, but he's been he's been great. Last game he played more as a he played up front on the left. It was like a left left wing forward type deal. It was a weird formation. It was like a four three three, but anyway, he's looked great. And then against Guyana, a little coming out party for Mister Tyler Boyd, who notched two goals. Instead, for Boyd, who's got trapped behind him. Boyd wants it himself. Oh, what a goal! A ripper from Tyler Boyd, his second of the night. One of the real bright spots tonight for the U.S. And it is now four over Guyana. The one thing that really jumped out at me about Tyler Boyd was his determination to go to goal. When he had any little bit of space around the 18. He put his head down and ripped the ball towards the net. Yeah, I thought he was really, really aggressive too. Um, that's that's something that the men's national team has really lacked for quite some time, a confident striker who goes to goal. A lot of times it's it's just it's so sloppy in the final third and it's it's too many passes, it's trying to be too fancy, one you know, one too many passes trying to be too cute. It was really refreshing to see a guy just go towards goal. And he was he was close to a hat trick as well. Had a couple couple good chances. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty high on this team after that Trinidad and Tobago second half. Yeah, it was good. Uh, ten ten nothing on aggregate in the, the two games. So Ryan and uh, 
Uh, Zach Steffen, by the way, from my uh, from my area. He's a Coatesville, Pennsylvania prodigy. Oh. Yeah, and he went to uh, he went to Malvern Prep the first two uh, first two years, which is where uh, Carl Nassib went, and then uh, his junior and senior year he went to Downingtown West. Right. I was I was driving to the airport, coming to come back here. And we were listening to the radio, and somebody said Josie Altidore should start the next game. A lot of people were saying that. Uh, I said that after game one because Jossie's artist was pretty awful in game one. But I think the way Bearhalter was trying to play the game, uh, it it finally things finally clicked because with Jossie's artist up top. They looked great against Trinidad and Tobago, which I, people don't realize. This is Greg Berhalter, who's coming into this team with, you know, largely a bunch of guys who haven't played together as a unit. There's groups of guys who played together on youth teams or with club teams, but this is a guy that's taking a whole a whole new system and implementing it. And people expect it to take off right away. And that's just not the way it works, typically. But I think right now I'd go with Jossie's artist up top. That's not a be-all, end-all. Jossie's artist certainly struggles with his touches at times. He can look like a a deer flopping around out there. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it can be yeah, bad. We don't want a deer flop. I mean, it looks like he has deer legs sometimes, but that's the reality of it. But he was thought, he was sensational last game. Say, I thought you were gonna say deer in headlights. That's <laughs> Not a deer flopping around. Well, I was just I was just trying to think of. It's like those uh those thing you put on a truck tailgate where they put on the brakes and the the legs start flapping up and down. That's uh, what Jossie looks like sometimes out on the pitch. So we're playing Panama? We are playing Panama tonight. When? Tonight? Oh, okay. Tonight at 9 p.m. That's going to be our toughest test so far, obviously. Panama is 2-0 as well, only with a plus-4 goal differential. So right now we're tied on points at 1-2. and two. But we're up six on the goal differential. So win or draw, the United States goes through to the quarter. Well, we're through to the quarterfinal. But win, win or draw, we take first in Group D. And first in Group D would land us Curacao at Lincoln Financial Field. At, They're going to be at the link either way. At 8.30 p.m. would land us at the link. And guess who's going to be in the building? Yours truly, baby. Uh, I'm flying in for the game. And Andrew's making the long trek from Westchester to Philadelphia. Just a long 20 minutes. Uh, it's got to gotta be a fun time. But, say, things go bad for the national team tonight. Like Andrew said, we're still at the link on Sunday. But that would be a 5.30 kickoff, and we'd be playing Jamaica who we lost to in the Gold Cup uh, tune-up games. Right. So. I would just like to point out, I'm doing, I, I did the math in my head. I counted. 
I'm now 0-6 at Lincoln Financial Field. I've been to four Eagles games, and they've lost all four somehow. Uh, I went to the Cincinnati Temple game, and obviously I hate Temple, so I was rooting for Cincinnati, and Temple won in overtime. And then you guys know that Ryan and I went to the Penn State lacrosse game against Yale that they lost. So, I mean, uh, like I'm nervous that I'm going to give them the kiss of death. Sabermetric stat, Andrew's 0-6. I am... Is that Lifetime? Lifetime at Lincoln Financial Field, yeah. That is not what I wanted to hear. For me, I have two wins at Lincoln Financial Field and one draw with the national team. So the national team is undefeated with me in the building, so you can have some comfort in knowing that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. We know, well, we know for sure it won't be a draw. Also, also Gavin is undefeated at Lincoln Financial Field with the national team. Okay. So, and remember, remember one of those games was Copa America Centenario when Yedlin got two yellow cards in the span of like 30 seconds and we still held on <laughs> to win in advance. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, we got we got some stuff going for us, but Panama will definitely be a lot tougher of a test. So, it's it'll be a good I think it'll be a great game to see where we're really at because you know, a lot of people are really high after that second half. But also, the first game, there was a lot of negative backlash because we only beat Guyana 4 nothing. Right, but you said that they didn't look their best. They didn't. They. But, like, quite frankly, I don't want them to look their best in game one. I want them to look their best on July 7th. That's, uh, that's what a lot of the uh, guys in the studio were saying. Right, that's, that's what I always say, like, Penn State... Like when they, uh, this is getting way off topic, but like I, I said, I visited you in Nashville in August, and I said this Appalachian State game is making me nervous because Appalachian State's a solid team, and Penn State is not going to be looking like Penn State week one. It's just not what happens. Oh, I almost should have bricked that game. Right, and they, they, I mean, it took them overtime, but they won. So like it, they got the United States got three points against Canada. That's all I really care about. And they hit their stride against Trinidad in the second half. So I'm fully expecting them to come out guns a blazing against uh, Panama tonight. Yep, group on the line, chance to win it, play Curacao. Um, but Curacao isn't exactly going to be a walk in the park either. So the U.S. is going to have to earn it. I think this may be the deepest Gold Cup in history. I don't think you've ever seen the talent levels this close. Because I think there's a lot of teams that have an actual chance to be competing to play in the Gold Cup final. Yeah. Uh, I mean, have you seen how good Canada has looked? Uh, besides the Mexico game. Yeah, I mean, even then, though, they... Um... But, I mean, can Canada, Canada ends up getting a cu cupcake in the quarterfinal. They play Haiti. Right. And, well, I mean, Hades looks fantastic. Also, and, they, they got a big. Win and Mexico ends up against Costa Rica, but Costa Rica hasn't looked very good. But I mean, that's if you're Mexico, I don't think you want to be playing Costa Rica in the quarterfinal. I think no, I think you'd much rather have Haiti. And what has Mexico really done? Uh, just outclass. Well, they lower, they beat the shit out of Cuba. Outclass lower tier opponents. Beat the shit out of Cuba. Um, they beat Canada three one, and then, I mean Martinique. 
gave him a little bit of a scare. It was 3-2. Remember 2017, Martinique? We were up 2 nothing on them, and they came back and tied it on us, and then we scored a late well, a late winner on them. They're, they're, they're pests. They're like the Appalachian State of this tournament, kind of. They're, they're pesky. You can't get rid of them. So, yeah, then uh, – so that's – that's the uh, quarterfinal going on in Houston at Energy Stadium. Haiti versus Canada and Mexico versus Costa Rica. And then at the link, we got Jamaica versus the runner-up of Group D, which will hopefully be Panama. And the winner of Group D against Curaçao for the nightcap, which I'm hoping the U.S. goes out there, lays down the wood, a nice – I'm going to – prediction time – I'm going to go with a 3-1 win for the United States against Panama, convincing fashion. Tyler Boyd pots one, Paul Oriola pots one, and Christian Pulisic pots one. I'll go 2 nothing United States. 2-1 to one, United States. And, But what I wanted to mention about Curacao... Uh, most of the people that are on their roster aren't from the island of Curaçao, which is just above South America. Venezuela, if I'm correct, just north. But they're, they are a, I don't know what you call it, <laughs> Dutch. A, a Dutch territory or they're part of yeah. Netherlands. I don't really understand how it works. I think it's I think it's like how we have a relationship with uh, Puerto Rico. I think it's the same thing. But so they they're allowed to use players from the Netherlands. It's a Wikipedia describes it as a constituent country of of the kingdom of the Netherlands. Okay. okay. So so a bunch of these guys mo- most of them really are are born on the Dutch mainland. So a lot of these guys play in the Dutch first or second league. So, I mean, these are quality players with Curacao. Now, Curacao doesn't play many international matches. They're not together as a group, so sure. They they don't look sharp, as always, but they scored a late winner against, or sorry, a late game tire against Jamaica. Yeah, late in the game. It was an absolute crack. A beautiful goal, and about... Two minutes later, late in the stoppage time, they came about an inch away from taking the win and taking the group over Jamaica. But uh, they were an entertaining team to watch. I'll give you that. Uh, you know, they're. I don't expect them to to be a rollover type team in any sense of the word. Can't you can't underestimate anybody, especially not. Especially us, we can't underestimate anybody. I also think times that got us in trouble, sure, the U.S. national team, uh, I'm thinking uh, like 20, 2015 we had all those great uh, friendly wins, took down Germany, the Netherlands. I think this was you know, in a span from 15 to 16, took down Germany in Germany. We took down the Netherlands in Netherlands. Uh, so our, t- our team has had a, a lot of success in beating the best teams in the nation. But that also means just because we're playing a, a smaller nation or a lesser 
lesser nation in terms of football talent, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we just get the win. I think that's what Americans struggle with sometimes is you know, we we seem to be the best at a lot of things and they think we're just owed success just because of our name. But I tell you one thing, you got to go out there and earn it. We ain't owed shit. It sure seems that way, the way people talk about the men's national team. Well, we got into that earlier. It's a joke. We're not one of the best in the in the world. Oh, yeah? There's not a bunch of other countries that play soccer and who have way longer soccer histories than us? I can name six of them off the top of my head. Argent- Argentina, uh, England, Netherlands, Spain, Portugal, Italy, France. Should I keep going? Brazil, Germany. There you go. Like, seriously. Any country in Europe has a... Literally, literally any country. Has a, I mean, when you look back at U.S. soccer 40 years ago, it's it's absolutely insane how far we've come. I was going to say, we didn't make a World Cup from, what, 1930 to... A long time. The 90s? Yeah. And then we just kept getting in all of them until until the uh, 2018 World Cup but I'm not, I'm I'm not saying we should be satisfied just cuz soccer soccer's come a long way but I, those things happen it's it's sports now if missing the World Cup becomes a habit then yeah then you can make all these statements but to bring all this negativity to this group, which most of them weren't even there in Trinidad, and to put it onto them is absolute bullshit. Yeah, we. So here, let me just if if you we if you want to root for the United States when we're at our best and it's World Cup time, get behind these guys right now, or else I call bullshit. I'm coming for you. You're not allowed to root for him if you're all doom and gloom, negative horse shit right now. We, so we, the U, the U.S. men's team, made the World Cup in 1950 and then did not make it until 1990. And, wow. then, the, and then the next one in 94, the only reason we qualified is because we were hosting it. And because of the 94 World Cup, in comes MLS in 1996. Uh-huh. And now we, and we didn't make, Now we have. We didn't make it in. Th- go ahead. Go ahead. I said now we have we a domestic league. <laughs> now we have oh a domestic gosh. league. We're fucking up. I mean, you said go ahead this first. What happens when you don't record for two weeks? We're all out of sync. It would also help if we were in the same room. Yeah, oh, that's true, actually. But go ahead, Ryan. I'm just saying that MLS just. People like to shit on MLS, I'm sure, as you guys know, because uh, there's several MLS players on this roster. Everyone loves to shit on MLS, but now now, we, can, now we, we have all... a domestic league. Now we have a quality domestic league for people in our own country to, to grow. And going over to Europe isn't the, isn't the correct option for everybody. It, it's not. It's, it's better for some guys to be a star on on a team in MLS than, than jump around in some lower, I don't know, 
I mean, if if you're great on a good MLS team, I mean, you can you can play on a Premier League team, a lower lower level Premier League team or something. But I, a lot of those guys go over there and they just get buried in reserves or get loaned out to, you know, all these shitty division teams in different countries. It it's it's not exactly just easy to go over to Europe and make it. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's like, okay, like, yeah, you can go play in Europe. Do you want to get buried over there? Are you willing to take the risk of you might get one or two games to start, and if you don't perform, you're going to get buried in the reserves and not play? Which, I mean, and we can all, all of us can admit that the MLS is not the best league in the world. We all know that. Um, But it's like, it's not as dog shit as it was. But it's not. Uh, it's, it's getting up there now, though. Yeah, no, it's, it's, just it's, listen, it's listen rising. to the, listen to these, I mean, some of the best players in the world that come here to play and speak highly of the league. Yeah. It's Wayne, Wayne Rooney, perfect example. Wayne Rooney, Bastian Schweinsteiger, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I mean, we can go on and on. Oh. All these, all these, uh, and now... The league is getting all these young South American, like great players. Uh, Miguel Almiron, who was playing with Atlanta United, and now is over in the EPL, has absolutely had a great first go around there. And albeit it wasn't a full season or anything, it was a small sample size. But the league is the league is getting to where it needs to be. It's producing young talent. They have academy teams they're producing young talent they're getting on the they're getting a chance to play professional soccer at an early age with whether they can get on the mls team or it's a usl team Uh, these players are getting a real chance to develop and now mls is at the point where they want to sell their top their top young guys to europe which is really where the league needs to be you can't keep everybody no it's got to be guys sold to Guys sold to the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, what the top four. But that's yeah. that's happening now. At at a regular, it's it's not it's not a crazy thing to see. Oh, this guy was transferred to here. But at the same time, now there's all these guys from credible top leagues coming in to MLS at the transfer windows. So it it really tells you that MLS is 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 really getting there, and it's way way ahead of where anyone thought it would be at this time. Yeah, I mean Christian Pulisic, perfect example. He just get seventy three million dollar transfer. That's not just, I mean, Neymar obviously got transferred for over two hundred million, but seventy three million dollars. That's not cheap. Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams. That's uh, that's all part of the the core, the young core. Um, even Tim Weah, who chose to play in the the uh, World Cup instead of the Gold Cup, but he I, there's a lot of promise for this team. But I want to talk about talk about a mentality mentality thing. This is a quote from Tyler Adams, who, of course, came up through the Red Bulls youth system, played for played for Red Bulls for a few years as a young kid in the MLS, got some really quality minutes, 
where he came into the national team. And then, oh, what happens? Red Bull Leipzig comes in from the Bundesliga, pays big money for the kid, and he absolutely crushes it in Bundesliga. But here, here's a quote from him from yesterday. When people ask me what I dream of, I dream of winning championships. I want to win the Bundesliga. I want to win, I want to win the Champions League. I want to win the World Cup. Does that get you fucking fired up or what? Yes, it does. That's uh, Tyler Adams. I I think I'm a little aroused. Sad that Tyler Adams had to leave the Gold Cup for injury. He would have been, I mean, he was going to be, you know, the second biggest piece next to to Pulisic. What did he hurt? I'm not even sure, to be honest with you. I I saw the news that he was replaced to injury, and I didn't even want to read the article. I just... I just said, oh, fuck. It was too soon. <laughs> he was going to start soon. crying. Too soon. Um, but, yeah, these the, these are kids coming up who had success in Youth World Cups, and they they see it as a possible, you know, a possible thing. It's We're not talking about U.S. soccer who's just happy to get out of the group stage. This is the mentality that's needed. And, quite frankly, a player of Tyler Adams' quality – at his age, talking about winning the World Cup, that gets that gets me fucking fired up. Yeah, I don't know how you can't get fired up when you hear that. I mean, and he was probably Red Bull Leipzig's best player once he got over there to Bundesliga. What did he join in January? Was he a January transfer guy? Uh, yes, I believe after the MLS season. Right, because we're, we're one of the ones we play, our, we play during the summer, not during the winter. Um, well, we have, let's get back to, let's get back to a little baseball. Uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox are playing in London this weekend. In London? <laughs> and and I have I, I have a I have a slight gripe just just Love a that. slight gripe. Uh, both of these games are considered Red Sox home games. Uh, why can't one of them be a Yankee home game? I don't know, but whatever. We got cucked on that. Um. So, so yeah. That happens, Johnny. Whatever. I just don't. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Um. Uh, I'm also, guessing. I'm guessing. It had something. I'm guessing the Yankees weren't exploring having home games over there. You can't. Yeah, I, I don't. You can't just take home games away from teams. They have to agree to it. I know, but I mean, like I said, small gripe. It doesn't really matter in the end. It really doesn't. But uh, what is a more pressing matter for the Boston Red Sox is we need a fucking closer. Like we need air to breathe. I swear it is so bad. Jimmy's given up. He's given up. And I'm I'm not I'm not giving up, but I'm behind him to be like, uh, yeah, I can't stand to watch this team in the ninth inning because we're just gonna fuck up. If we have a lead, we're just gonna fuck it up. If we have a lead less than three runs, we will fuck it up, like we did we did today. We had a one run lead going into the ninth inning against the fucking White Sox, and Matt Barnes is pitching, comes in, gives up two runs, we lose the game eight to seven. It's like. 
and then we're playing the Blue Jays last weekend. We're up seven to two or one or something like that. We had a six-run lead, and we blew that in the last three innings and lost. I don't, I don't understand it. Dombrowski, please get a fucking closer. I'm literally begging you at this point. You can't. This closer by committee bullshit is not fucking working. Because we don't know who the closer is, and I'm not saying you need you need to like define the role, but it's like nobody nobody knows when they're coming in. It could be Brazier, it could be Barnes, it could be Workman, it could be Thornburg. Like we don't know. We don't know who's gonna come in 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 the ninth inning when we have a lead. We don't know. And it just and also Xander Bogarts is uh, ranked sixth in All Star voting for American League shortstops. He is one of the best shortstops in Major League Baseball. How the fuck is he sixth in voting? I have no idea. But you mean the fan vote? No, it was people are stupid. Remember on our squash the beef episode when we were talking about my gripe with the ESPYS? Uh, Cody Bellinger wasn't even like a nominee for best MLB player. Andrew, Andrew, I think we all know I was a bit still drunk from last from the night before. So <laughs> when we recorded that, so I probably, I we talked about the ESPYS. I was talking about how Ole Miss is. Uh, I remember win, that. Their win against Alabama won the ESPY for best upset. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. I don't remember. <laughs> Jesus God, I really was drunk. Um. But uh, the Yankees, and I will give credit where credit is due, the Yankees have hit a home run in, what, 29 straight games? 29 straight games as of today. Uh, the record, they tied the record at 27. Last night they broke it with homers in their 28th straight game. And today, D.D. D.D. Gregorius hit a solo shot while losing 5 nothing to the Blue Jays to break the record and... The Yankees went on to win the game 8-7. There you go. They they live by the long ball. Let me, let me wrap up the Red Sox. If we had a closer, we would be – what are the standings right now? How far are we back? Because I know we're back probably like five or six. We are. I think it's like eight. Eight? Sweet mother of God. Nine. We're nine. Good Christ. We sh- we could have had. We probably should have, if we had a closer, and not blowing leads, we would have probably seven more wins, easily. The Yankees are nine and one in their last ten. Jesus fucking Christ. It's not going well for me. Um. Well, we alluded to it last. What was it, a couple episodes ago? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Harper and Chris Davis. And, oh, boy. I think I think Ryan Ryan's going to gloat a little bit here. I'm afraid to hear this, honestly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm bracing myself. You're afraid to hear it? Yeah. Well, it's his team. They're paying him $28 million a year. I mean, I was just... Ever since the McCutcheon injury, this team has gone so far south that they're in in the core of the earth right now. I mean, they won their last two, thank God. But before that, they were on a six-game losing streak. Uh, Atlanta is starting to create some separation. Atlanta's so good. 
It, like it got it got so bad where McCutcheon's hurt, Segura's not playing well. So they moved Harper to lead off for some reason one game. Yeah, what the hell? I heard and, that and I was like, huh? Yeah, I mean the the starting pitching has not been good. Aaron Nola is supposed to be your ace, and he's struggling. Say, Aaron Nola is just like shit in the bed this year. Yeah, the, I mean, the, I mean, uh, oof, oh boy. But I, you know, it's not the All Star break yet, so I'm not panicking. But isn't it's been, isn't Reese? Is Reese Hoskins like the only one hitting? Pretty much. But hey, guess what? There was a very important milestone that happened recently. What? Reese Hoskins. Hit his 69th career home run. Hey oh, <laughs> might as well might as well be 763. Why not? Um, all right, Ryan, lay it on us. Whose numbers do you want first? Just Davis. go 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 stat for stat. Okay. We're going last 30 games here. Chris Davis has hit two home runs. As compared to Bryce Harper's four. Yeah! Small small win. Small hey, win. He doubled him up. Uh, Chris Davis ribbies. Last 30 games, five. Bryce Harper, <laughs> 23. Christ. There we there go, go, Bryce! Turn it up, baby! Turn there it up! Now, I, w- I want to preface this. How many games have they played? Games? Each. Um... I don't know that, but I can tell you that Chris Davis has 92 at bats, and Bryce Harper has 111 at bats. Okay, okay, so they're they're basically playing. Bryce Harper's probably played five or six more games. And the good old batting average in the last 30, Chris Davis at 163, God. and Bryce Harper at 270. Yeah, all right. He's coming around, baby. He actually is coming around. All right. Not. I was worried that it was going to be like way closer. Not to distract is, you from the fact that Bryce Harper is batting two forty eight on the season. And Chris Davis is batting what? That wasn't point. I don't talk about his season numbers. What was he the last time we had this argument? One something. One. No, Harper. I mean. Two. I think it was the same thing. They were. It was, They were very comparable. No, I mean, like, what was Harper's season average the last time that we had? Uh, it would have had to have been lower because he batted. Yeah, two, he batted. I mean, it was probably like two thirty. He batted two seventy this past month. So yeah, just keep chipping away at it. Yeah, Chris Davis is batting one sixty seven on the year with a minus one point one WAR. Well, it's kind of hard to bat for average when you. I know. When you didn't get a hit for sixty fucking at bats. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just... That was that was the point of the sample was. size comparisons. I know, I just wanted to know what it was. It which, enough, which obviously, which obviously makes me look like an idiot, but, you know, I said it, so... The what good do, news is you don't have to get a Chris Davis jersey. <laughs> what, what, what is there, do you have, um, of, what the fuck is it, OBP? No. On base percentage? OP, yeah, OPS. What the fuck's OPS? On base plus slugging. Uh, no, I don't have that for the last 30. Where, what do we got? Do we have OPP? Yeah. OBP? Bryce Harper, 359. Chris Davis, 260. That's a, that's oh, a gap. Um, all right. Well, 
I will. Chris Davis is not an everyday player anymore. Don't I don't think they're trotting him out every single day at first base. But uh, I mean, you know, I was really I was, I was really hoping this is this was going to go my way, but uh, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> but uh, Bryce Harper, baby. Shout out to DJ Lemayhu for leading the league in average, batting three thirty six. Andrew, what do you know I, about uh, that guy? I, I totally bamboozled my friend in that trade. <laughs> oh, uh, baby. Let me. I know. Uh, who did I get for him? Is he leading the American League or Major League? No, all of the majors, right? Y- yes. Oh, I remember. <laughs> the, the whole Major League. This is what's awesome. No, 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 he's not. In this... the, he's leading in the AL. Oh. Who's leading overall? Cody Bellinger. He's hitting 354. Oh damn! Okay, Cody Bellinger was hitting like four hundred, like through May. Oh yeah, he's and he hits a home run like every other at bat. That swing is just Cody Bellinger's swing is just. Shout out to the American League batting average there leader. There you go. All right. Okay, anyway. so uh, I I didn't know that when I look up stats that they're gonna sort it between AL and NL to start out. That's good. You got to pay attention to that. Right? I need. I was. I was like. When you said that, I was like, "Did Cody Bellinger just completely fall off a cliff?" Sorry, I don't, I don't know much about the National League, so it, it didn't, You're it, it didn't, uh, didn't seem suspect that he wasn't there because I, I don't watch much National League baseball. Have I? Okay, so here's the transition. Have I told you guys the backstory of this fantasy baseball league? No. No. Okay, I wasn't, su- I wasn't even supposed to be in it. It's a, it's a hundred dollar buy-in. Jesus. And I was, I was like, I have really no interest in doing this. So they're like, okay, it's just, it's my one of my best friends from high school, and like I, like his family basically, and like one other kid that I know from high school, and, but they're all like huge into baseball, and I'm, I'm not anymore really. So the day of the draft, I'm just sitting in my bed watching TV, and he, my friend calls me, and he's like, "Yo, this guy who has the number one overall pick is not showing up, and we don't have his money, and we can't get a hold of him." Can you please help us? Because then, like, we're screwed. Because this is like right before the season started too. Because the, and they need a draft. So he's like, I'll I'll pay I'll pay your hundred dollars. Just drive over here because it was it wasn't even online. It was a live draft in his family room. And um, so I I I didn't want him to pay for all of me. So I gave him I gave him sixty bucks in a hundred dollar buy-in. But I, since orchestrating this trade which I totally bamboozled my, my best friend in. He gave me DJ LeMayhew and current Cy Young uh, candidate Lucas Giolito. And I gave up Justin Turner. Lucas, and, and Lucas G-E-lito? Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. All I gave him was Justin Turner and Julius Chassin, the guy from the Brewers, who isn't even on that kid's roster anymore. I think he dropped him. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So, uh, since orchestrating this trade, I'm on a six-game winning streak, and I'm currently leading the division. So, can I also, can I'm I also flying sh- high. Can I also shout out Rafael Devers? Oh, I don't know who that is. He's, he's the Red Sox third baseman. Okay, sure. He, he is one of my favorite players. He's th- he's third in the American League in batting average, hitting three twenty two. I don't have him in fantasy, though, so he's dead to me. What kind of guy yeah, is in a hundred dollar buy in fantasy baseball league and doesn't show up to the draft? I was wondering that same exact thing. And like in the middle of the draft, 
I was like, hey, did that guy like ever get back to you? And they're like, no, we, he like he he might be dead for all I know. I never heard anything of it. Um, but I I actually I <laughs> I actually drafted Bryce Harper number one overall, so, and uh, I ended up trading him away for uh I got I think I've said this before I got Charlie Morton and uh, Whit Merrifield, which has worked out very nice also. Whit, so good I, old I Whit, pretty well with my trades. Whit Merrifield's leading the league in hits. The league. Yeah. He's got uh, 103. I'm I'm just I'm very particular with my trades. I don't do it unless I really really believe I'm going to win. The only one I, th- I the only other trade I made uh, I'm not super crazy about now. I traded Lorenzo Kane and I got back Jason Hayward. I, I think Kane is doing a little bit better than Hayward is right now, but that, yeah. that's They're for how, for how badly I won those other two trades. It's just it's totally worth it. So I'm currently winning 106 to 57, but like I I used a lot of my picture pitchers already, and he hasn't yet, so that he could catch up to me. But uh, I'm going for I'm going for a seven game win streak. I know you guys don't know what this is, but Cody Bellinger's got a OPS of 11.52. What's his slugging? 702. <laughs> what the fuck? Christian Yelich's slugging is 7.31. Yeah, yeah, Yelich is ridiculous. Also. Christian Yelich is 20, here, 29 homers, 63 RBIs, 17 stolen bases, 336 average, 428 OBP, 731 slugging, slugging, and an OPS of 1159. Shout out Chandler, Arizona, Mr. Cody Bellinger. Mm-hmm. Desert can produce, right. can produce baseball players, I tell you what. Shit ton of them. A fucking shit ton of them. All right, you guys got anything? Final thoughts? I want to say good luck to Wayne Rooney and DC United tonight as they take on Orlando City. The Gold Cup break is off. MLS is back. Let's go. Andrew. Oh, um. God, my <laughs> Jesus, my college baseball bracket did not turn out very well. Uh, yep. Tonight is the final night of the uh, the tournament. Currently, our favorite college, Michigan, has a one nothing lead in the winner take all. The bottom Michigan of the first. So is this against Vandy? Yes. Well, remember what I said a couple weeks ago. Three years in a row, um, I've got my champion has lost in the first round, but. Uh, that's including this year. The last two years, I've gotten my runner-up correct, and I had Vanderbilt as my runner-up this year. So if Michigan win is a guarantee, and it's, apparently it's just an endless cycle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have Vanderbilt as my runner-up, and I'm gonna get that right because they're gonna lose. Did you so guys? It's just a vicious cycle. Did you guys see the the um, Auburn Mississippi State game where the Auburn's third baseman made like two? critical errors at Mississippi State won on a walk-off. Uh, I did not, actually. It was the third baseman, like, there's a guy on second, and there was two outs. And ball hit to him. All he has to do, because the runner's going from second, all he has to do is step in front of the runner and tag him. Instead, he lets the runner go by and throws it to first, throws it over the first baseman's head. That, I mean, I was watching it. It was... It was 10 o'clock at night. There was nothing else on. And it was just like, oh, we'll watch this. 
see two crucial errors, and I see Mississippi State come back from three runs down in the last two innings. Crazy stuff. We have the U.S. men's national team kicking off in an hour and a half. Yeah. Good luck to the boys against Panama. Let's win Group D. USA ain't nothing to fuck with, baby. And then we'll extend our good luck to the women's national team over in Paris. Take take down the host, baby! My final thought, Dave Kimbrowski, please get us a closer. We'll see you guys next week. We're the red and the white and the blue and we're coming for you. Yeah, we'll take on the world and we'll take you too. We're the red and the white and the blue and we're coming for you. I believe. We'll take on the world and we'll take you. I believe that. I believe that we. I believe that we will win. Over there, over there. The Yanks are coming, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Cheer on the national teams. Let's go, USA.